That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A Dear Media original podcast. Welcome to Wine Face, where we're breaking down everything experts know about wine in a fun, digestible, and accessible way because wine is for enjoying and wine is for everyone. I'm your host, Helen Johannesson from Helen's Wines in beautiful Los Angeles, California. I'm doing pretty good today. I was driving to this recording, realized my car didn't charge. I had to drive on golf cart mode. It was really scary. I'm in an electric car, but Less about me and more about today because I'm supremely excited to have a wonderful guest in the studio, Miss Gabby Dalkin from What's Gabby Cooking? Gabby, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. There are a million reasons why I invited you to be on Wine Face today, but let me just say the top three. <laughs> One, I love your website, What's Gabby cooking? And we're going to get into it. Two, I've secretly stalked you at John and Vinny's many times. Ah! <laughs> I've never said hi, but I'm like, she is just so talented at everything she does. So I was super fangirl. And then three, I feel like what you do is so accessible. It's a parallel to what I do in wine. And I thought, what better way to celebrate all things wine, food, than having Oh my you gosh. On. You're so sweet. I feel the same about you. I'm sad you didn't say hi before. I frequent John and Vinny's a lot. <laughs> We're big fans. Thank you so much. I mean, I feel like it's one of those weird things where we want John and Vinny's to be like everyone's diner. Yeah. So they come in, everybody knows your name, except in this case, I knew your name and I didn't say hi. <laughs> I was like the little lurking Well, I freak. also like was probably shoving pizza down my face as like an animal, like in the little gem salad. Like, I'm busy when I'm there. Like, I'm really consuming calories. You're like, I need to get in on this, like, lovely gem spread. Yeah. That Calabrian chili vinaigrette is money. We could just sell it by the boatload. But we don't. You know you why? Should. I know. We should. Because you need it to be special. Me and, yeah. Because yeah, it's it. an experience. Yeah. I get it. So let's just back it up okay. for everybody to root you in what you specialize in. You started What's Gabby Cooking? Like right now it's like a powerhouse enterprise website, but it started as a blog. Yes. I started What's Gabby Cooking in 2010, which is 12 years ago, which so. is absolutely insane. I had just graduated from college. I had got a job here in LA in the fashion industry. The whole company went under. And instead of going to find another job, I decided to go to culinary school. And so I started What's Gobby Cooking at the same time for fun. And I also got a job as a private chef. All of these things started within like truly 10 days of each other. So Wait, it was like. That's insane. It's insane that I got a job as a private chef when I hadn't completed culinary school because I truly couldn't 
cook fish. Like I didn't know how. <laughs> I didn't grow up eating fish or steak. So like I had no idea. I had no business calling myself a private chef, but I did. But you had the fake it till you make 100%. it. A hundred percent. I love that. Kind of yep. what you need. So I read somewhere that you started the blog for your family to see what you were eating. Yeah. And to see what I was cooking for my clients. Cause like I didn't have a budget Ooh. and I got to go shop and cook and make all these incredible meals for lack of a better word, I wanted to brag about it to my friends and family from home and college and just like show them what I was doing in L.A. It felt so glitzy and glammy because you grew up in Arizona. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So at that point, were you eating steak and fish? Yeah. So I started becoming a little bit more of an adventurous eater when I got to college. Like I tried steak. I had fish. I ate shrimp. This literally sounds like <laughs> momentous it milestones, was, but it for was. really simple food groups. But like, how did you get over that hump? Like, I mean, how does I someone just, expand It's not that I didn't like it. My mom's a vegetarian. We just never cooked oh. it. Like we had chicken occasionally at home, but like it was just never a thing. And whenever my dad would order pork or ribs or fish at a restaurant, we'd all be like, gross, dad, because, you know, we just emulated my mom. So it wasn't until college where I was like, oh, I want to try this. And I'm like, oh, shit, look what I've been missing. <laughs> it's wild that I went into the culinary space because I come from a, like my dad loves food, but my mom is a eat to live person. And I am very much a live to eat person now. So it's we've had a real 180 over here. It's so dynamic. My mom did like force vegetarianism on us. It's mm -hmm. not a bad thing. But yeah. we ate like tofu pups, tofu tacos. Yeah. And then we'd like beg for steak. Yeah. And we get it like once every six months. I mean, that's a very special we're occasion. we're also healthy. Yeah. Like you're glowing. I mean. And maybe that's why. I eat everything now. So I think it's a healthy balance is what keeps the glow. Also, um, a great skincare routine. <laughs> it is very good. <laughs> Thank you. So private chefing, like fast forward 12 years and not to discredit any of that hard work, but now you basically have this like mega mantra for the home chef. You have four cookbooks. Yeah. One just came out in September. Yeah. That's insane. It's wild. Like when I left private chefing in 2012, I was like, I'm going to just take a stab at doing what's got to be cooking full time. And if it doesn't work, cool, I can always go back and get another private chef job. Like no problem. That was, you know, nine, 10 years ago when I went full time with what's got to be cooking. And for the first couple of years, it was very like a slow chug, but I had saved money and I was OK. And then, you know, it slowly snowballed. And now you're like you said, I have four cookbooks a line of products. We're doing all sorts of really exciting things. And I love it. Yes. I love my job. <laughs> so, oh my God, I do too. Isn't that the best? Yeah, it feels really good. We're lucky that we can say that. One of the things I admire the most about you is the way that you present your business, which is very integral in your life as this thing that's effortless. And it seems like it's second nature, but clearly like you have built this huge business and you have a team around you, that must be just a total trip. So yeah. hats off to you. Everything we do has to be accessible. Nothing can be out of touch. Like, I don't want to be that person who's like, I mean, this is a bad example because it's not the core of what's got to be cooking, but I'm not buying like a $500 shoe and then talking about it. Like, that's mm. just not my vibe. I might love a $500 oh, shoe, but yeah. like, I might not be posting about that. I that's not yeah. part of the brand. <laughs> I'm like, that is not those I mean, and also like, I'd rather like, spend what? my money on wine and food and an incredible couple meals out. Like, that's not who I am. Mm. And you're a mom. Uh-huh. I am too. Yeah. Our babies are. They're very cute. Under two. Yes. Being a mom, more wine or less wine? 
Oh, God. I think the same. It hasn't really changed anything for me. Same amount of wine. Yeah, yeah. me too. Maybe yeah. a little less, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a every night drinker. Mm-hmm. I drink yeah, like socially. Mm-hmm. So nothing's changed because I'm still as social as I was before. <laughs> <laughs> you took a group of strangers to the Galapagos? I did. Was We that... drank a lot of wine there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you have to? Like, was there? No. Not... I mean, I can sell a lot of things through What's Got Be Cooking. I can sell my seasonings. I can sell cookbooks, clothes, you name it. And I wanted to know if I could sell a trip. Like my dad did this thing for us. My mom, my dad, they used to take us on surprise vacation every year when we were little instead of birthdays. And we still do it to this day. And we would get clues leading up to the trip. It's like your parents are amazing. They're super cool. And even. they, we all had done this trip in Patagonia together a couple years ago. And I've since sent probably like 40 to 50 families on this same trip. And the company that did it with me quasar they were like our guides we hired they also do the galapagos and my parents did the trip came home and raved about it and quasar reached out and they're like would you ever want to take a whole boat of what's got be cooking sure. fans and yeah. i was like sure <laughs> like and they just asked to do it like i didn't get paid to do anything and we put it up to see if it's something that the what's got be cooking audience would be interested in it sold out in two minutes that's really insane so 32 people including my husband and i hopped on a boat Full strangers. Intimate. 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 And we were on the water for eight days. It's like adult camp. Yeah. And like we didn't think we were going to have Wi-Fi. So I went into it thinking we were really going off the grid. I love it. The boat gave us Wi-Fi. Literally they knew I'm addicted. Yeah. Like that would be torture. (laughs) You're like, I need my moment alone. Well, and I also like want to share the trip. Like it's more fun to share it daily than like a recap. Hats off to you. People have asked me to take a group like strangers on a wine trip. And I have yet to take that plunge. But I I might make you come with me. I would happily come with you, but I feel like the thing about the Galapagos or a cool wine trip with you is you're a it's not cheap to do this. So like you're you're people who are wanting to invest in an experience and they're obviously there's a a common denominator. They love wine for us. They wanted to go on an adventure and eat yummy foods. There's something that like intrinsically draws people together, I think, for Mm. these trips and we have a 32 person strong WhatsApp chain that's active every day that we keep in touch all the time. Hot damn. It's you pretty wild. You are really impressive. Nah, I mean, I, it's just fun. The What's Gobby Cooking community is incredible, and I love each and every one of them. I'm inspired. It's really crazy. We are about to get into some wine. Great. You brought a bottle. I brought a bottle. I did. But you brought this Rosado Primero. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I brought a Toscana Rosso. I'm going to tell you why. But first, I'm going to open the red, and then you can tell me why. And we're going to taste them. I have spit cups. You don't have to. I'm not spitting. So this is a wine that we had at Anna Jack a couple weeks ago. Isn't that place so good? It's incredible. And their wine program is insane like they just have wine all over the restaurant it's literally coming out of the ceiling yeah like it's not organized in any way that I could wrap my mind around but this was the wine by the glass of the night and we loved it so much we tried to find it and there was only one person carrying it in all of LA so business opportunity for you because we need more of this I'm loving these hot tips it was this guy who brought a case to our house like he didn't have a wine shop he was just like a roaming wine vendor wait oh this is a new thing people have like digital stores and yeah then they come drop and he it brought off. he brought us a case I mean we paid for it but like it's incredible before I came here I was like Thomas I'm going to do Helen's podcast what do I bring because if we're being honest Thomas is the wine person in our relationship he's in charge of all the buying <laughs> he was like bring this like it's very special and it's not even that expensive I feel like it was like 25 bucks a bottle or something 
It's delicious. I'm really excited to You've try it. You've had it before. I've only had it once before and not okay. in like five years. It's really good with spicy food. Like that's why I think it Anna has a Jack, plushness. Yeah, like it really cut the spice and it was just lovely. I love Thai food. Yeah, I do too. I have a real Anna deep Jack obsession. Is so special. It's so special. I think so it's special. the best Thai in LA. And like I say that as someone who loves Jitlada. Love Jitlada. Yeah. I'm so happy you brought this because. A, I love having something that I know I'm going to like, mm-hmm. but I don't have in my wheelhouse at the moment. I also love that it's a recent story for you. That yeah. You were just like, like I just had ago. it and yeah. I really loved it. If there was more than one case at this man's roaming thing, I would have bought all of them. It's like a great summer wine. You could pair it with anything, in my opinion. Yeah. Lovely. Let's taste. You tell me what you think. It's really pretty. And you can see why it would be good with spicy food because... It has minerality, but it's not acidic. Right. So it's going to cuddle up. Right, there's none of that. Yeah, It's that. not cloying in the back uh-uh. of your palate. No. I'd also like to note that this wine can never be corked because it has an artificial cork, which is what not a bad thing. What do you think about that? I think it's great. I mean, cork, just for those, the cork is the closure for the wine, and real corks are made from cork trees. Mm-hmm. And a corked wine means that that cork has gotten a bacterial infection, basically, oh, and sexy. it'll spoil the bottle. I know it really chic. sounds like a UTI for wine, <laughs> but <laughs> this there's a lot of glass closures. This is just artificial, probably made of like compounds of plastic. And I something love else. it. Yeah. You know what else I love? What a twist off. I love a twist cap too. I do. And it's people so think that only cheap wine has twist caps and it's just not true. I just feel like the fancy Italian wines and stuff, they're long-term winemakers. They're never going to do that. Oh, gee. Yeah, like that's not like part of the heritage of it. But there's, Yeah, there's not wine that's been aged in a twist cap long enough. There's some people who have started doing it. They're about 20 years in. Uh-huh. But like really great Italian wine could age much longer. Right. We were in South Africa a handful of years ago and there was a lot of twist Twist caps. Twist caps. Very I like into it. it. Start a club. Twist I, caps I'm only. Super in. I'm Tasting super club. down. <laughs> All right. So you would have Thai food with this. If you were at home, what would you cook with it? I mean, I made a rose pasta the other day. Stop. Yeah. Because you know, everyone, you cooks, with the, yeah, everyone yeah. cooks with a white wine. That's true. And I had no open white wine. And there's a certain part of the wine fridge that I am allowed to cook with. And there's a certain part that I'm not allowed to cook with. Mm. And the cooking part was empty. My husband has the same. You can drink this yes. when I'm not here, but yeah. these are ones the please don't drink. The further down you go, get the fuck away. Yeah, just look away. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> so I had no wine and I was making this like shrimp scampi for lack of a better word. Yes. And there was a rosé. So I just cooked with it and it was fantastic. I just added it. Yeah, it was so oh, lovely. Bet. It tasted very similar to that of the white wine pasta, but like I loved it. I've been giving Sky, my son little finger dips of wine. What does he think? He likes it, but I want to build his palate. Yeah. Like you give kids scallions to munch on uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Is that insane? No, I, Poppy eats every spice. She eats all the garlic. Like she burps garlic. They're aggressive burps. Oh, yeah, I like that. I give him every, I haven't given her wine, but that's a great idea. Not just like that. Yeah, just like that. a little, so he so knows. So he can try different ones. Yeah, so when he's 16 and you're sitting in Sicily, he's like, <laughs> mom, like let's do this right. Oh, so he's not embarrassed by twist caps only. Our new club <laughs> coming to uh, somewhere near you. I don't know, virtual world. All right, let's try the red. Okay, great. I feel like this rosé is so good. Now I'm obsessed off. with it. I'm going to send everyone on my team a photo of it and be like. Yeah, please buy it. Yeah, yeah you need it so I can buy it by the glass when I come into John and Benny's. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I pick. So you bring, I bring is about, you bring a bottle you're into. I brought this bottle because for two reasons. One, okay. I n- 
felt like Italian wine had a big role in your life. And now it sounds like it does. And I don't know why. I was just like, I feel like you're the master of cooking pasta at your house. You can like cook cacio e pepe with your eyes closed which would be so amazing to it's a, see it's a real skill because like that emulsion <laughs> I mean maybe make that video but also we only get this once a year it's made by Labanchi. it's five generations of female winemakers Whoa. and it's their Toscana Rosso so it would turn into a much more high-end wine when the vines get older. 100% so what, it would turn into a brun- Okay. It's going to turn into technically a Chianti, but yeah. actually funny story about Labanchi is they took Chianti Classico off their label for their higher-end wine called mm-hmm. Latrame because the wine lords of Chianti wanted them to make Chianti Classico mm-hmm. font size bigger on their label. And they were like, no, no. we're not going to do that. So they took it off. We just got back from a couple to- a couple weeks in Tuscany and did a lot of wine tasting, Ugh. specifically in the Brunello region. It's, the it's best. Yeah, it's Thomas's favorite. Aww. But they have rules. Mm-hmm. They've got serious rules. So this kind of like a baby Ooh, Brunello. This is delicious. It's very tasty. I'm going to send a it with you. A baby Brunello? It's a baby. Because Brunello is Sangiovese. I know. Yeah. And usually it's the older vines or the better vineyards. And this is like, hey, we're casually chic, but we're not doing the runway. What does this we retail get. for? Well, this is a nicer Toscana Rosso. It's yeah. $51. Okay. But that's not like wildly overpriced. Like Brunellos no. are very expensive. What would you cook with this wine cook like what would you be I like I would never cook with a $50 bottle of wine would you or what would you pair with it I mean I would probably make like a reverse sear steak and a cacio e pepe with this that would be my dream meal Wait, what is a reverse sear steak so it's a new recipe in my cookbook and instead of grilling it both sides you actually pop it into the oven and cook it until it's like rare and then you take it out and sear it on both sides Wait, so that's it's so like brilliant cuz then better. you really get the crust do it's you perfect. do a salt crust yes uh, when you put it like you kosher you, or maldon i mean or... i use maldon pretty much for everything yeah, because it's just like there and i buy it in bulk you could do any kind of salt you want to just not table salt Okay, what is table salt to you? Like Morton's. Like sh- oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. there's no Morton's it's allowed in my so house. It's just so salty. Yeah, and well, it's so fake. It, yeah, correct. But it yeah. also no disrespect to Morton's. They have great kosher salt, but the table salt, like the little one mm. with that's iodized and everything, if you're doing a baking recipe and it calls for a tablespoon of salt for some reason, you use that. Your recipe is way too fucking salty. You know what I want to have make a come. All right, it was never here, so it can't make a comeback. But mini meatballs with spaghetti. Ooh. And not bolognese, but like Chef Boyardee, that I, idea. I feel like you know two people who can execute that idea. <laughs> They're not going to satisfy my mini meatball dreams. They're like, good, no. Really? Um, I feel like they'd be really cute. I'll make it for you. Kit. Okay, we're going to do mini I'll make meatballs. make you a mini meatball. Yeah. Just so adorable. And that we could serve with this. Yeah, it would be 100% on point with like this the perfect is so red good. sauce. Yeah. I love this. I love a reverse sear steak. I need your book. Yeah, well, I'll bring it to you. Yeah, I mean, it came <laughs> I'll out bring you and meatballs I'm, I'm and the book. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have mini meatballs. How do you feel about like the role of a sommelier? I mean, if we're going somewhere nice for who has a psalm, like default to whatever you tell me to do. You know way more about wine than I do. But do you have like scary psalm moments? Like, do you have pet peeves? I do. No. Well, I mean, I guess if you like try and ups, if you're like, here, have this $700 bottle of wine with your pasta. Yeah, that's a pet peeve. Like, that's probably not what I'm trying to spend tonight. But no, like I pretty much like if we're going to some place that has a really curated wine list, I want to know what's good. Like, you know better than me. 
All right. I what love are your that. pet Respect peeves? to the psalm. My pet peeve is a psalm that doesn't listen. Mm. And they have their own they ideas. fake listen. Uh-huh. I think it's really hard to That's be a my listener pet peeve in, in life. life. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's like, like I just <laughs> you just need to listen. What are your thoughts on Top Chef and would you ever be on it? <laughs> I mean, I love Padma and Gail as love. humans. I just think love. they're incredible women. They should be in our screw caps. Yeah, and love. I also don't know Tom personally, but I feel like him and I would really get along. Sure. I used to really want to be on a competition show, and I auditioned for many of them. Like House Kitchen? No, I, mostly Next Food Network star, and I never got on it. And I decided why. And I think this is probably me just, like, making myself feel better. But, like, I perform beautifully under pressure. Mm. I wouldn't make good TV. Mm. Like it's that, too rehearsed. Yeah, it's just cool. Like, I was a private chef for so many years. I would walk into work thinking I'm cooking for six people, and 55 people would show up for a last-minute party, and I don't break a sweat. And you'd be like, like let's n- get to Yeah, like, that doesn't phase me. So I just don't think I'd be interesting on a competition show. Yeah. But I would be a guest. I mean, yeah. I'd be a, like, I'd be a, a little guest judge. Hug, yeah. yeah, host. Ugh, I would love to see that. That would be fun. If you were, like, in a mountaintop or a blackout or dropped on an island, like, what kind of food would you want to make? Like, mm. something to cheer everybody up. Guacamole. Mm. I would need a tree of avocados yeah. and, like, a, a citrus tree because you okay. got to have some lemon or lime in there. I love that. But, like, guacamole is my answer for most problems. Oh, yeah, guacamole. Chips yes. and salsa and guac. Do you currently hate any food? Yeah, I've always hated yellow mustard. That's so specific. I like, hate yellow. Gl- goldens? Like the like yellow mustard. Not Frenches. Like, like yeah. Dijon. Like, no, I like Dijon. You like Dijon yeah, and like, grainy. You like no problem. Yeah, but like the color yellow from a, from, I mean, any brand. It doesn't have to be Frenches. I'm not discriminating them, but like. We, we don't hate you Frenches. It's bright. I know it's like, it could be natural. Like mustard is yellow, but like it's too yellow for me. Yep, I feel I that. I will eat a mustard fried uh, in and out burger though. Uh, well, you need to do mustard down. Well, but but it, I don't want like a, like I would rather have a big squeeze of ketchup. I don't want a big squeeze of mustard. No, the it's mustard weird. fry is the lingo's mustard down, I think. Is it? Where they put the mustard and then they. F- yeah, 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 mustard yeah. down. I didn't know that. I think the burgers at In-N-Out are mustard down. And the order is a double-double mustard down, no special sauce, extra ketchup, protein style. And you tell In-N-Out you have a salt problem. So you need freshly fried, not twice fried, freshly fried fries. And then you ask for a side of salt. This is out of control. That's the order. You have an order. You know what we learned from In-N-Out? Are you, well, if you eat a bun, yeah, they put mayo on their buns well, before they brilliant. grow them. Yeah. It's really a pro I, move. I do eat buns. I love gluten. Buns. I love yeah. bread. However, if you're having a double-double, there's not room for everything, so I cut the bun. All right. I like this Because I also want the animal-style fresh freshly fry. fried fries. Oh, man. I mm-hmm. need to go to In-N-Out. Um, <laughs> what's your best dining experience of all time? Dun-dun-dun. Mm. All time. Oh, my gosh. I know. I want to tell you something, like, super special, like when I went to Central in Peru or, like, something in Italy. But I think my best dining experience is at Don Antonio's off of Pico in L.A. Wow. We love it. What's so special about Don Antonio's? It's just my place. I love the chips and salsa. It's a family-run restaurant. I love the servers there. It's just my happy place. I got to go. Yeah, you do. I've never been. They've converted the parking lot into an outdoor patio, and it's incredible. I want to rent it out for my book party. You, yeah, <laughs> you should You should rent it out for every party. I know. I really, I, I've done it once. It's fantastic. I like the name Don Antonio. It's so good. Pico and uh, Bundy really speaks uh, to my soul. Okay, Pico and Bundy, done. You can get in and out of there for $25 for two burritos and a margarita for each of you, like on a date. 
That's pretty fantastic. It's pretty insane. Do they put rice in the burritos? No, sacrilegious. Good. All right, yeah. No. Okay, I just had to clear it up. No. I had to clear it that up. Is, when I see that, it's upsetting. Is the salsa good? Yeah, the salsa is great. The guacamole is not that great, but that's okay. You can add the salsa to the guacamole and make it better. I judge a place by their salsa. Yeah, same. Always. It's got to be good. Yes. All right, Gabby. I would love to just talk about the book that just came out. Yeah. Take it easy. Take it Which easy. Which is like, I love that. I have to tell myself to take it easy every day. Yeah, I feel like it's just all about, I mean, the new book is 100 recipes that are just, it was all concepted during COVID when I couldn't have people over. Like I live for a dinner party and I realize it's not so much about what extravagant thing you're putting on the table. It's more about the people at your table. So like mm-hmm. here are 100 recipes that are foolproof and easy and accessible and delicious and they're not going to like cry trying to figure out how to make them to have your friends over. Ugh. I love it. It's my favorite one we've done to date. It's the most beautiful for sure. I love that. I'm very excited about it. I hope everyone loves it. Before we wrap up, I love to put my guests through a right now rapid fire, okay. meaning this is a rapid fire about how you feel right now. Okay. Are you down? I'm down. Okay. Here we go. White or red? Red. Light or full? Full. Orange or rosé? Rosé. Fill in the blank. Fried chicken plus? White wine. Truffles or caviar? Oh, caviar. <laughs> it's such a controversial question. <laughs> Current drink order. Skinny margarita, Don Julio Blanco. Wow. Yeah. What does the skinny margarita mean to you? Because no. it means something different to different people. To me, it's like actually more of a ranch water. So it's lime juice, topo chico, tequila with a salted or tahini rim. No sugar. No sugar at all. Period. No. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I it's love basically that. basically a tequila spritz with some lime. Yeah. It's a tequila lime spritz, actually, now that we're really breaking it down. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just take margarita really. Yeah, it's right not a margarita. It's table. a ranch water. Ah. Oh, okay. So tell everybody, take it easy. Zero stress recipe. Where can everybody get it? Anywhere books are sold. Anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Crate and Barrel, Barnes and Noble, you name it. Well, Gabby, my wine face confessional for you is it's been such an honor to have you on the show. You're so inspiring to me. This was so much fun. I literally, it was a dream come true. I'll come back anytime. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This was so much fun. Yes. And two delicious bottles of wine, which I love that for us. And maybe this rosé will soon be sold at Helen's. I mean, 100%. I'm going to get right on that. (laughs) You don't have enough going on. (laughs) Well, for everybody who wants to follow along with what's new at Helen's, you can go to helenswines.com or you can follow us on Instagram at Helen's Wines or for cute pictures of Sky, you can go to at Helen Johannesson. This was Wine Face and we'll see you guys next time. 